1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. We're back. Baltimore's Big
2: Bad Morning Show on the fan. On this Thursday, Ed Norris calls this day. Friday, babe. Friday, babe. Don't you forget it. Almost
3: done. With what? The week.
1: (laughs) Then another one starts. What's your point? We're in the matrix.
3: I know. <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> I
1: know. Wake up, go to work, talk sports, leave. Wake up, go to work.
3: <laughs> you know, it sounds like you imitating Sylvester Stallone imitating me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> ever have when you're doing an invitation someone points it out and you're like yeah my irish does kind of sound like i'm mexican or what you know like it's something, <laughs> well, something not along.
3: irish with you is, is russian yeah I get back to it
1: <laughs> we were nice when i kept doing that voice and they were like literally no one talks like that around here <laughs> anyway
2: jim harbaugh on the move headed to los angeles yeah. to coach the chargers i'm so glad that i heard um that um coach moore was being pursued to replace Jim Harbaugh because I got paranoid. Like, man, not Mike McDonald. Not Mike McDonald. <laughs> no, I, I got a little paranoid. So the word came out last night that it looks like it's going to be Coach Moore who took over for Harbaugh. Uh, it's Rob Moore throwing his suspension. Isn't it odd uh, that Har- Jim Harbaugh gets suspended twice in a year, wins a national championship, and gets a head coach job?
3: It's America. <laughs> it's America, man. It's the land of second chances. It is. And that's uh, the
1: oddity of it. I mean, you kind of called this yesterday, Ed, talking about this could be the next signing. And sure enough, it was with uh, Harbaugh going to the Chargers. And I think it's a good move. Like, I think it's a great fit. Yeah, I-, I think he's a good coach. What? Would your coffee taste like? Well? Did you get mine? No, it tastes better. Something extra in this.
2: Yeah, it's not different. Like girl made
3: tastes. it. I don't know. What she look like.
2: Maybe Ed Sturdy, A younger. Girl. <laughs> A young girl yeah, talking. <laughs> well, it tastes, tastes, tastes different, man. It's good, better, but different.
1: He's like, mm, what is this? Mm, I don't know what this is. He's over there. He did. You gave the num-num-num-num.
2: Don't make fun of me. I will walk out of this. I will walk out if you sit here and make fun of me. I'm not putting up with this on a Thursday. What day is it at? Friday, I'm not putting up with it.
1: I'm not doing this.
2: I'm not going to walk out? (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'm not doing this. I thought we were
2: dysfunctional. (laughs) All right. Stop. Is this thing one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> oh, man. Maryland with
1: a big win last night as we turned the page. <laughs> and they needed that. It was an ugly first half. Yeah. I think it was kind of the first half Maryland wanted, though, because Iowa is an up-tempo team. I was going to ask you. Doesn't it seem like Maryland plays better when they muck it up a little bit? Yeah, well— I mean, stylistically, they're hard to figure out, man. Like, I don't think they can figure themselves out. <laughs> and and maybe it is one. Of, of it. Maybe this is one of those teams where it's like they're consistently inconsistent, and that's kind of who they are. Yeah, you know, like I, when they buck it up. Yeah, and you might be right. Like whether it's home or on the road, I don't know that it matters as much. With this, used to be a much better home team, and I, I still think that plays out over the long haul. But right now, like when I'm watching them, it's stylistically playing some of these other teams, and I'm going. What kind of style are they? I mean, because they're, they, as Rob put it, I, the, the only words that I've ever used in basketball for teams like this, we called them, like they're either going to muck it up or they're garbage teams. Yeah. Like, and you don't mean it as, like sometimes a garbage man in basketball is a guy who just cleans up everything around the hoop. You a garbage know? man
3: in hockey just yeah. takes cheap, easy goals by the net. So there's yeah.
1: sometimes you would look at those teams is that you you can get out hustled by them. Mm-hmm. You like. There's not one thing that really scares you about them, but like anybody can really step up. And there's two guys that you really want to defend coming in mm-hmm. that concern you that could beat you on any given night. And Juju and and Jameer Young and, and Young's been great here recently. Yes, yeah, he but you know it's it's just that they're a really odd team. I think when you're facing them, because if they are if they do get hot from the outside or they are hitting shots, they could be a very dangerous team, just like anybody else. I think they're good defensively. You they, you know how styles make fights. Mm-hmm. Well, if they were a boxer, Maryland
2: is binky right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just unorthodox. You yeah. don't know what they're throwing at you. And the uglier the fight is, the chances are he's going to win. That's Maryland. They get to an ugly, unorthodox basketball game, they're probably going to win it. Yeah. That's them. You don't want
3: You don't really want to play because you never know what's going to come at you. I think they have to be because their shooting percentage has been so poor. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, it's as wrong As long it. as you do – yeah.
2: No, no, I'm, not, I'm talking about the shooting percentage part. I'm talking about playing ugly because of it.
3: Yeah, because of it. And I think that's why they have to do it. Because, you know, you're not going to outshoot these teams And figure out a way to win. Yeah.
2: four ten five eight three one zero five seven. That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. I think Pat Millersville, if you look at what his topic that he wants to talk about, I bet you he's been waiting all night to say this, so I'm going to let him in.
4: What's up, Pat? Hey, how you doing, fellas? So well. How are you? All right. Listen, this is my thought. First time calling, you know, I I listen to this show all the time. Welcome to the show. You make me giggle. (laughs) So, here's the deal. Right after Buffalo, this is the Buffalo-Kansas City game. Right. Right after Buffalo runs their fake punt, it just comes over me, I said. And when I heard Tony Romo go, Oh yeah, no. There was ten men on the field. They made the right call. They they should have gone for that. You know they you know they should have checked down to a fake punt. My theory is, and I'm sitting there. I'm convinced Andy Reid's smart enough to know that what's the worst that can happen? I'm going to run ten guys out there, not eleven. I'm not going to get called for a penalty. The worst that can happen is they punt the ball. Maybe my guy fair catches it. I just see where it goes. I'm going to get the ball either way. But so you think I'm you think he guys? He, he, was he
2: intentional? You think he baited him into it?
4: Uh, that's exactly what I think. Mm. I think you know it's like one of those. Oh, oh, I made a mistake. Oh, you made a mistake. Oh, I'm going to fake punt. I think I think and Andy. going. I, I think got Andy
2: Reid is brilliant, Pat. I do. I think he's brilliant. That goes beyond brilliance, and I'm not saying he didn't do it, but in the heat of the game like that. To be able to say, aha, let's run 10 out there. And again, I'm not I'm – not, I
1: can't am not i dispute what he said because I wasn't on the sidelines. I just – I would have never thought that. I just look for that shaman standing next to him to read the future for him because, like, again, I think there are a lot of forward-thinking coaches. I don't know any coach that's going to run 10 out there on purpose. No, because he said,
2: what's the worst that can happen to cut the ball? No, the worst that can happen is they get the first down because you only
1: have 10 players. That's the worst that can happen. And then they continue their drive. Exactly. So I, that – I don't know if yeah, the risk already, is worth the reward. No, you're already getting the ball back. Why would you run 10? They're punting it to right. you. Right. I mean, he doesn't care if he gets it on his own 20 or well, he gets it on their 30. He wants to get the ball back. Mind you, it's better to get it on their right. 30 because you're in scoring range. But but at the same extent, yeah, so I, I can't buy into that. I mean, I, I, look, I, I like the idea of somebody being that forward thinking of something, but I don't know any coach that would run out one less it's, player.
3: It's an interesting idea, but I don't buy it. Know is. It is. No,
1: that's an interesting yeah.
3: topic theory yeah. because you can't disprove it. Right. It's
2: just my opinion to counter that would be why. Because is the risk worth the reward? Uh, we got a very interesting barbershop topic of the day. It involves Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Talk about Fox about boxing. This is uh, mm-hmm. a boxing match thrown up in there as well. But does the NFL forget about the average fan when it comes to postseason tickets? Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan.
4: All game long. The bank was packed. The bank was rocking. I mean, you saw those delay of games. You saw the false start, the pre-penalties. It's a real thing. Um, that's what is awesome about playing in an atmosphere like the bank. It's one of one. That's Kyle Van Nooy.
2: As he appeared on the Pat McAfee Show. Talking about the bank,
1: m Bank Stadium and the Ravens flock. What is wrong with you over here? I can't believe Joe played this. Uh, my pet mouse Elvis died last night. He was caught in a trap.
2: <laughs> You're pleased with yourself, aren't you? He needs to be. He needs to be diagnosed, Joe. I mean, I'm serious. I mean, we laugh at him. But seriously, I mean, well, angry we're, we're next. it's not it's not funny to laugh at someone who has real issues. And that's what we're doing every day, laughing at him. He has real issues.
7: Jeremy, we can't go on together.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> what
7: you about?
3: know, that's what I'm sure they ask you, too. People will ask, certainly me, I'm sure they ask everybody on the show, is Jeremy really like that? Yes.
1: All the time. All yeah. the time. And I
3: tell him, it's not an act. No, it's, it's all the time. It's <laughs> the same question I asked you last night. <laughs> Was an act.
2: Does the NFL screw over the average fan for the playoffs? I mean, it's big time. I mean, you're hearing what were the tickets, Joe? Like six hundred bucks, And over was, the regular yeah, price. Yeah,
7: slower, lower level face value is six hundred bucks. That's
2: regular price. Did,
7: that's with fees added too. I think come it was on, like five forty something. Come on,
1: man! You get, come on, Jeremy. Do you guys like the? But do you like the idea of PSLs and all that, or is it better? I mean, is it is it something where it's better? because like, like once you have it, it's it's locked into your family, and I think that's great. But it also limits everybody else from getting tickets. And I don't want anybody to seem like, oh, he's trying to get rid. No, like I, I don't know if there's a better process for what they do. I love PSL.
2: I love the idea of PSL. Why? because of what he just said. I mean, it gives you that tradition. You know you got tickets. Exactly. And I don't have yeah. to I don't have to use my I, I, my PSL is mine. Those are my seats. I don't have to go to every game. I can make it available to do for other people to go. But to have that PSL, like Jeremy said, you know, I mean, you re, your kids grew up Ravens fans. You passed that on to them, you know. I, I just love the idea yeah.
3: of it. I love The only it. problem is it, it does shut people out. And I know one of the reasons I became and this is Maybe it was a bad thing. I ended up becoming a Jet fan in New York. I want You couldn't get giant tickets because they were passed down generation to generation to generation, and they were impossible to get. Um, I was like, well, that's pretty wine and cheesy. Yeah, I, I didn't like that. So I, was like, I ended up you know, rooting for the blue-collar team.
1: I have but friends it, on both sides of that. That's why I say, like, I don't yeah. know. I don't have PSLs, but I, I could understand it from both you know, both yeah. sides. Of in,
2: in that era, I could understand that also, Ed. In this era right now, it's never impossible to get tickets. Yeah, it's true. It's never. It's always. Yeah. No game is ever sold out. Yeah. You can always. And, get and, tickets. and
3: keep in mind, when it's the year, there was no you know SeatGeek. Right. These websites just go and people are selling because it's easy. You had to get them. You had to get a physical ticket from somebody you knew, and it was very. It was difficult. When I want a ticket to an event that I, I may not have, I don't go to SeatGeek and all that. You know what I do?
1: Social media, looking for two to the Ravens yeah. game. Yep. Give it a day or two, but it'll come your way. You also have a bigger reach than some other people that would do that. You know, like, I I do think that's the best way to do it, to go about it. But I've seen people where it's like they posted something looking for two tickets, and I look, it's like, you got 30 friends, and I'm not demeaning them, but like, that's the only people that are going to see that. Well, the difference with me, though,
3: most of the sporting events I go to, and I I go to, you know, a couple a year, more than a couple, but I mean, it's, it's usually out of town. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'll go see a Ranger game. I'm looking to go to a Flyers game this Saturday. It's just, they're not in the city, so who's going to, you know, yeah. see my stuff?
2: But, and even beyond that, let's mm-hmm. go, I mean, to the postseason, though. The, what they're charging for okay. postseason <laughs> tickets, man. It's just, to me, it's yeah. it should be unlawful,
3: to be honest with you. I that. know. <laughs> I, I kind of agree with that because it. I always thought the Super Bowl was crappy because, and I get it's not in your home city, but it became, you know, an event for people that aren't even football fans. They just say they went to the Super Bowl, you know, and it's corporate. It's all corporate money because it's so outrageously expensive. And I just think it takes a lot away from the fans. Like, you know, when you see the national championship in college. Yeah. Half the stadiums one color, half's the other color because uh-huh. the fans are there. Yeah, exactly. It's not the same in the NFL.
2: It's For me, it's like someone I said this to someone yesterday last night. Well, you could afford them. Sometimes things aren't about affordability. Yeah. Sometimes it's about principle. You know, like the whole conversation we had about buying the tents and bags in the store. It's not about can I give you ten cents. It's, it's the principle right. of it. Yes, it doesn't matter whether or not you can afford the six hundred dollar ticket. Why are you up pricing me this much for a playoff game? Mm-hmm. You got fans that have been waiting their entire life to get to this. Now they can't. They and seats that they normally have sit in, they can't afford. You know what? PSL's shutting you out. Well, I like, can't sit in my seat because I can't afford it now. Yeah, I budget all year to get here. I blow vacations. I make personal sacrifices to be in the stadium and now that I'm one game from the Super Bowl I can't go because I can't afford it. I just think that's that to me is not putting your fan base first.
1: I you know I, I think you nailed it. Like that's it's something that you can look at too. Like for example and I know, like, Trippy calls in. Trippy's still looking for a ticket to the game. That's a guy who's probably been to every single game this year and supported the team at home. Yeah. And then now, like, you're going out of your way yeah, trying to right. find a
2: ticket. Yeah, he's calling us. To, you, know, you guys got come on, man. Why do you do? This guy promotes your team
3: right. more than your PR staff. And back to my point of anger before, it's like, yeah, guys like Trippy who go to every game, now they shut out. And, yeah, and the guys who didn't go to one game and probably haven't gone to a game in years, now they're in the AFC Championship. Now they find a way to so go. So Lamar's
1: eight. Oh, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh. Yeah.
2: Who's up at zero? That's who, what the Super Bowls who, like. It's, who's, yeah. the, who's the guy with the orange bit? Why is he there? <laughs> who does he work for? You know, <laughs> yeah. That's the commercial guy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to Baltimore and get Chris. What's up, Chris?
8: Good morning, guys. Um, I will I will agree with you that the NFL. But is it the NFL or is it the actual owner? It's the
2: NFL. The NFL controls that. I'm I'm pretty sure, am I right, Joe? Uh, playoff the conference championship. I think the, I think the NFL sets those. I'll make sure, but I don't think the Ravens set those prices. Normally, when things go, I will give you an example. Um, when the Orioles went to the postseason, that that those tickets were directly through MLB. When it gets to the postseason, they handle that. But I, I'll check to make so, sure.
8: So who controls when I say everything else in that stadium? I mean, if the ticket prices are one thing, but well, can't the owner? Reduce the prices of food, beer. No, he attention. doesn't own that. He doesn't own that. He doesn't own that. Okay, well then I will agree with you. The NFL
2: is basically but the NFL, the NFL, they, they, the NFL doesn't set those prices either. I mean, that's uh, the concessions are uh, run by a private company. Well,
8: that's a private company. But ultimately, doesn't Steve Bisciotti have something to say about this?
3: Probably who can sell at the stadium, but that's about it.
8: Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's, I'm
2: pretty sure I'll check on it on the commercial. Yeah, because
3: one of but, my favorite things at the oh. Oreo Park, I always like Pollock Johnny's. Right. And I'm assuming that, you know.
1: I heard Taylor Swift got one this week. Really? Yeah, she was out in front of Pollock Johnny's, but anyway, go ahead.
3: Anyway. Okay. Um, but I'm saying, I assume they just let certain vendors in that people want, but they could probably just, you know, easily get, you know, kick people out too. Let's go out to uh, Ben at Owings Mills. What's up, Ben? How you doing, man?
8: I think, you know, I think the NFL really, they they know the average fan can't buy tickets on a consistent basis. So, I think they they bet on the average fan to, first of all, to, uh, you know, watch the games, um, to buy the merchandise. That's why they keep coming out with all these different jerseys and uniform combinations. And then they they know that you're going to patronize some of these sponsors that you see on the advertisements. And that's. That's pretty much what it is. I think they don't wrote the average fan off. You know, they can't buy these. You know, these. You know, for four or two on a consistent basis, buy tickets to
3: those games. Yeah, you told me a day that will cost you several thousand dollars because if if like the cheap ticket, to six something, mm-hmm. you're already over a grand. Parking mm-hmm. going to be the same price. Parking, food, beer, all the things that you're going to you're going to spend like two two thousand dollars just to go to a, you know a football game.
1: I look. In, in the grand scheme of things, if you are a fan, I do think it's worth it. But, again, it's it's where you're at financially to see if it makes sense for you. But if you could make it happen, I do think it's that, that once-in-a-lifetime thing oh, to go experience
3: listen, if you can. What do I talk? about? What am I greatest sports experience? I was at Game 7 when the Rangers won the Stanley Cup the last time. It was an experience. I'm glad I was there because I could talk about it. It's like, you're right. It you lasts forever. So if you want to go to the AFC Championship and say, you know, I was there last time of the year. People, How many people were at Memorial Stadium for the last game? I thought it was – like 700,000 people there. You kind of my there.
2: point, Jeremy. What about the pe- the person yeah. whose tickets – They those are their yeah. seats. Yeah. And they sacrificed so
3: and much. And now they're shut
2: out. And now they're shut out because that person who never goes can see. I think that's kind of my point. Angry Joe, uh, we're going to keep this going, rolling?
7: Yes. So if you're a uh, – call in if you want to talk about the tickets. I'm, I'm down to keep going with this because it's become a pretty uh been a lightning rod issue.
1: I thought I thought your best sporting event is when David slung that rock at Goliath. It was up there. But it
2: was big bad morning show
5: on a fan. OK, picture this: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better
2: Angry Joe, you want to keep it going with these tickets. Your thoughts on these uh playoff ticket prices, which by the way I confirm are set by the NFL.
7: Um okay, well, yeah. Cuz I didn't I didn't know if that was actually set by the team or not. But there was a one caller we had during the break who said he's a PSL holder. You pay at the beginning of the year for your playoff tickets mm-hmm. or before they start. So you're already locked into a certain price. Okay. So he said he's on the lower bowl. His face value for his tickets were, I think he said 200 like Around two hundred dollars. Okay. Um, so they get them cheaper. Correct, because you're already paying face value. It's part of the the perk of being there, and you're going to pay face value as, or already being there for the season, and then you're going to pay face value for it no matter what. You're not necessarily locked. You're not locking other people out because if you say I don't want my playoff tickets, then they will sell them themselves. And then he said that he also sold his playoff tickets because. He was able to pay for it all of next year's playoff ticket yes right. so it it's uh they he made it sound like it it's not as um well it doesn't lock you out as much as it seems
1: and we also had I sent the one thing and it was from a, a buddy that I trust but said that you know people were asking about how did these celebrities get the sweets and all the different things and some are set aside but I was told that whether this is true or not again Taylor Swift ended up true. uh buying someone's suite all next year right. for them just to get this, one, this game, one game. That's true. Which is really cool if that's the case and somebody gave it up. But, you know, um, but people will look. To, I know people that sell their Raven Steelers tickets because it pays for almost yeah. all of their PSL.
7: Yeah, I had a roommate that did that uh, when he one year decided to buy season tickets and they were in the nosebleeds and he still sold those tickets and it paid for the other seven games at that point in time. Yeah. Um, I do take a little bit of issue with saying that some people deserve to go more than other people though. Mm-hmm. If you want to go, then like you're gonna pay the money to go. Like I love Trippy. I appreciate mm-hmm. his support, but that doesn't mean he deserves it more than anybody else. No, he no, no, deserves I don't think, it more than you. I don't you know?
2: think I don't think the point was he deserves it more. The point was it's it's not fair to get locked out. that's, a, that's two different yeah, things.
7: Yeah. How is he getting locked out though? He could pay the money to get in. I wanted to go to that? the I could I wanted to go to the game, but I don't feel like spending six hundred bucks. Well, how
2: do you know he can? Hello? If you want
7: to go, you will go.
2: Uh, that's that's uh, no, mm-hmm. you, you can't no no. That's that's I just paid two hundred
7: fifty bucks for a concert ticket before, which is one hundred forty dollars more than face value. But I wanted to go.
3: That's you. I you don't think, know everybody's financial yeah, situation, though, no, Joe. To Rob's earlier point about even people, face value is a lot. People save up all year for these things, and then they they go to the regular season games. You know, and then they, they may have kids in private school. They got the son who travel baseball. All these they try to figure out all these different expenses when you got kids. It just seems to me unfair to jack them up like exponentially. So, yeah.
7: what do you believe would be the fairest way to do it?
3: Charge a minimally higher price. You charge a higher price, yeah. But if a ticket goes from one hundred seventy-five dollars to, to seven hundred, that's ridiculous, or eleven hundred for you know three hundred. It it's almost criminal. Yeah, I mean it's gouging.
7: I I don't, I don't see it that way. Um, but I, if anybody else has the same situation, I mean,
1: capitalist Joe.
2: I am
7: Adam Smith, yes.
2: 410-583-1057. Tyler
9: in Federal Hill. What's up, Tyler? How you guys doing? Doing well. How are you? Good. So I, I really think the problem here, it's not really the NFL or the team, maybe a little bit with the NFL, but it's the price gouging by the ticket companies on the fees they're charging on these tickets. They're absolutely absurd. So I got into the public initial sale on Tuesday at 10 a.m., and the face value of tickets – were for upper deck and you nosebleeds, know, nothing special. Top of the end zone, we're about 260 bucks, which you know that's that's a good amount. Mm-hmm. But how much are they normally? AFC how much games, are they normally? home. How so, much are they normally? Yeah, uh, normally that'd be like 100, probably 120 for the game. So okay. about double for the first AFC championship game ever. You know that's a lot, but it's something I was willing to pay. Then I get it into the the cart, and they're charging a 40% fee on top of that, so it's another hundred bucks just on the fee and then I come to find out when you do resale they charge another fee on top of that if you were to resell that ticket later on so if someone buys a ticket for face value and then they resell it they're basically the price is double just going to fees to SeatGeek so I think they're really the problem here of why the prices are so astronomical on the websites. it's all the fees that SeatGeek and these other providers are ca- are charging additionally each time on every ticket. Well, yeah. So
1: I talked about buying tickets to uh, – it was the Avid Brothers concert at UMBC when they were coming to town for my 40th, and I bought four tickets. But I had to pay the price of five tickets, and the tickets weren't cheap because of the service fees. One of the fees – the fees for four tickets was the same price as one of the tickets. Yeah. So I'm paying like $200 in service fees, and it's like, for what? You hit a button. You had the effing button. <laughs> go, let's go to
2: James of Pasadena. What's up, James?
8: Hey, how's it going, guys? Doing well. How are you? So, pretty good. So I went on the website to try to get in to get the uh, tickets when they went on sale. And I found on the website they had the PSL ticket prices listed, including the AFC conference game. And on it, it was saying you only saved $10 to $30. I think most of these $600 ticket prices are people reselling their tickets, which is where you get the stoppers and people who just go in with the intention? James, can I stop you for a second?
2: Can I stop you for a second? The last caller just said he went on the Ravens site or went on the site and its face value of the upper deck nosebleeds were two forty. So if the upper deck nosebleeds are two forty, what do you think the lower bowls are?
8: So on the price on the Ravens site, when I saw the ticket thing again, like I said, it said ten to forty. It could have changed since the
2: No, 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 no that's, that's upper deck nosebleed. So that's what I'm saying. If if it's 240 up there, then what do you think lower bowl is? Probably about, I would say
8: 600. Okay, so guess.
2: it's not,
1: so it's not, the. It's, if that's the case, that's not secondary. And, and by the way, I don't know if he's still doing it, but Spencer Schultz was doing the Lord's work at Ravens for Dummies on Twitter where he was matching people up that were selling tickets that wanted to get tickets, uh. you know, and trying to help you avoid, like, certain people are going to have the prices they want for those tickets, but once it gets to the secondary market with, with um, the ticket companies, then it, then the prices, they get gouged so much. Let's go to uh, Steve in Falston. What's up, Steve?
8: Hey, Rob. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, hey Ed. Hey, how you doing? Hey, um, you know, let me tell you, I, it was really bad Baltimore Ravens were on this one because they dropped the ball. They put on their website that they were going to sell them to the public at 10 o'clock, opening on Tuesday. And I was a fool. Because I called down there, and they said they'd be selling tickets there. I figured I'd I'd have to pay service fee if I go down to the box office Hmm. and buy it. 3.30 in the morning, I'm down there. There ain't nobody there but, you know, the security people. They're telling you where to park and all that stuff. Come 8.30, woman tells me, oh, no, it's a deal they worked out with SeatGeek. They're making you pay the service fee, okay? The service fee, I have a friend of mine, he has PSL. He paid $193, Rob. Upper, upper bowl, okay? He's on the 20-yard line, and he bought extra tickets because PSL owners were able to buy extra tickets. He had to pay $161 worth of service fees on top of the 193 okay? That's what he had to pay for his extra tickets. And when, if you go to SeatGeek, you click on there, fees included. If you go fees un-included, they're 500 and something dollars, and time they get done adding the fees, it's another hundred seventy bucks, hundred sixty bucks. Yep.
2: It's crazy. And and, and like it's, you, you know, said, they partner with them, so they're not innocent in this. 410-583-1057, That's the number. Baltimore's big bad morning show on the fan. Commissioners Baltimore at seven thirty. But on the other side, update from the yard. We talk about disrespect for the Baltimore Orioles. We got a number for you that you may feel is quite disrespectful. Baltimore's big bad morning show on the fan. That's why they named them Eli. Shut up. Short for elite. Shut up. You don't. Dad know. knew he's gonna be the better one. Better Manning.
3: Number eight's the best Manning.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Baltimore Orioles. We talk about respect and disrespect for our local teams. Archie, Jeremy, you're the gambler. If I wanted to bet on the over under for total wins for the Orioles in
1: 2024, what's, what's the number set up? Uh, the number right now. I texted to you guys last night. I believe it's 88.5? 88.5. 88.5. They're 8-1 to, to win the AL East. Or hold on. They're 8-1 to, to win the American League. They're 16-1 to, to win the World Series. But 88 and a half. Is eight to one good or bad? Who who's who has better odds than them? Uh right now I'd have to look that up because when I looked up the odds, I just got But the at least in bundles. the top three for odds? In the American League? Yeah. yeah, they should be, but they should be in that mix. But remember, they overachieved last year, according to the public, right? This uh-huh. is a team. Now can they repeat? Can they do it again? Mm-hmm. With the remember, the Yankees were somewhat down for a good portion of last year. The Red Sox were down. Red the Sox, Sox still will be still, down. Be down. still be yeah. down. Tampa Bay will be back, but now they've got to figure out the how they're replacing Wander Franco. At least they have an off season to do it. Um, and then you have the Blue Jays who are going to continue to spend money and be good. So, yeah, they may not be the favorites, but the eighty eight and a half, even after coming off the season they had last year, it's they they weren't going to go up because if they went to like ninety some, everybody's going to bet the under. Whether or not that's right or wrong. So this is more about
2: about gambling than it is faith in the Orioles.
1: Yes, I think when the numbers set, it's more. Well, so like they're doing this from um, an analytical position where you're putting all these teams in and then coming up with that number. I don't want to hear about your analytics. Uh, Shut up. (laughs)
2: <laughs> but
1: but the point being is like when you when you look at the number what they want is they they would rather have fifty percent of the people bet on the over and fifty yeah, percent bet on the under so unders. that's what eighty
2: eight is about so they're to trying
1: have. to keep it somewhere where they're not going to get killed by the sharps and you know so I, I think I think the numbers fair you think it's fair I think it's fair so all it's not so
2: in. as a gambler the number is not a representation on what they think they're going to win It's more of a setup to get you to bet mm-hmm. one way or the other
1: because if it's you bait. If you live, let me ask you this: If you and it's a question you can't answer. If you lived in LA right now and you were going to bet, like you're a gambler, what do you think of the Orioles? Do you think, well, did they get lucky last year? Like, do I buy into that pitching? This is what people outside of Baltimore think. Can I buy into Kyle Bradish? You know the answer to all these things. Of course you can. Like well, you LA people in? don't know that they're stupid. Well, I'm just saying, but I think that's a lot of baseball I'm just fans. Kidding, I'm just kidding. Because they would do the same thing with the Mariners last year. Like, are the Mar- remember they, they say- right? Perfect example. Mm-hmm. That's a per- because I would have thought. Man,
2: And now you know the Mariners are real. Yeah. By the way, a friend of mine's son will be uh probably in the majors this year. Oh, no, Locke. Yeah. yeah Ty Locke. Yeah. Yep.
1: It's I a had a whole cool story, uh, man. I had
2: dinner with him uh, and his dad. Eh, was it Friday? Friday or Saturday? My mm-hmm. day was running together. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, right here I'm looking at the Orioles are third highest in the American League
1: for odds. Yankees higher. Yankees, Rangers, Orioles. So the Yankees, but you're always going to have teams like the Yankees that are going to be bet. The Dodgers will be bet in the National League. You're always going to have those teams. I don't believe in the Yankees, man. I, I just don't. Well, the, the cool thing is, like, all the other people can believe that nonsense about how great they are and this and that, but, like, I don't think the Orioles are afraid to play them anyway. Oh, no. You know, like, oh, and, no. It a strong like, it, I don't think anybody's actually pissing their pants to go play anyone, but what I'm saying is there's that aura that comes with playing at a place like Yankee Stadium or when you see that uniform or that name. Can I can I can I <laughs> interpret what I think you was trying to say? Yeah.
2: I think in 2024, Ed, the Yankees feel themselves chasing the Orioles more so than the Orioles feel themselves chasing the Yankees. I agree. That's Yeah. That's kind of what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. I think I think yeah. that's what I think that's what we're going into the season as. The Yankees feel like they are chasing the Orioles. And they are. Just, <laughs> just because you finished ahead of them in 2023 doesn't necessarily mean that you have to feel that way. Doesn't necessarily mean that. But I think they really feel that way. I think I think everybody in the East feels like they're chasing the Orioles, maybe with the exception of the Tampa Bay Rays. I think I think everybody I think the Blue Jays feel that way. I think the Red Sox feel that way. They're chasing the Orioles. Rays probably feel like, yeah, we're going to go toe-to-toe with them.
3: Although they got some issues. Did you see, you mentioned the R of the Yankees. Did you see they changed their road uniform this year? Yeah,
1: did, how do you feel about that?
3: I like the one they had better, but they've gotten so conservative now. They went back to their old, They, you know, they, they really blew out the doors here. They took the white trim off the New York.
7: I thought you were going to say they changed from uh, Cotton to...
3: Polyester, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were it's the other way around. It went to cotton and they shrunk. Oh, that's
7: right. <laughs> wait, a minute, that's wait, a minute,
3: right. wait a minute, wait a minute. They took the white trim off of what? The
2: the road uniform. The,
3: the, rodeo, rodeo the rodeo from says New York. Oh, yeah. That they they little white trim around the letters. They took take... the white trim off the sleeve, yes. too. Mm-hmm. So it's just a white sleeve. <laughs> yep, and and no trim. And I, I frankly, I think they look better the way they <laughs> and were. And they put but... the
1: names on the back of the
3: jersey. No,
2: they better not do that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, no, <laughs> they better
2: not. Do... Listen, <laughs> let, me, let me explain something to y'all. I hate the Yankees, but you know the one thing I love about them? They don't change. The hat is the same, the logo's the same. That's the thing I love about the, the Yankees. I love the fact that the Yankees don't change the logo. Now, I, I get it why some teams change because it's great for merchandising. But you Yankees don't have to change the to, to sell hats. Everybody has one. I don't, I mean I don't, but you know what I mean by everybody. You know, people all over the world have Yankee hats. So literally. They don't have to yeah. change for merchandise. But I love the fact when you said they were changing the uniform, you saw I froze up. Like I let did. said, the article
3: like, no. Let me
2: Google this. Yeah. But you know, they're just doing that little nobody. It's as
3: minimal a change as I've ever seen in sports. Yeah. And it goes it's gotten more conservative than less. You guys in your jerseys. Dude. it's important. I just got this. If it wasn't, they wouldn't do it.
2: <laughs> I just got this from a friend of mine. It's a female. Important.
3: She's whew. Yeah.
2: Now Stanley Cups are making Stanley Cup cakes.
3: Wow.
1: Cakes out of the cups, you yeah. mean? Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. It's a cake. Yeah, I, I don't know how this phrase way, way, way too far. It's, yeah. Way is there like, like too far?
1: Is it that cool, or is there like subliminal messages? And like, the, is there something the, I'm missing that I haven't read Just became hot. The status. It's like Crocs. The status. How
3: did Crocs become popular?
1: After freaking Idiocracy made that right. movie and uh, making fun of them, and everybody bought them.
3: Right. So you can't. You know, it's like P. D. Barnum said, no one went broke underestimating the taste of the American people. The pet so, rock. The pet rock. The invisible dog. <laughs> You remember that one?
7: paid a million dollars
6: though.
3: <laughs> the invisible dog was—it was a dog leash that was had wire in it. So you're you walking with a leash with nothing on it. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> Commission's
2: Baltimore it at seven thirty, but on the other side, will the Mahomes versus Jackson showdown be Ed the Thriller in Manila or Tyson Spinks? Baltimore's big bad morning show
6: on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy